welcome to the Everything is Zern podcast. I'm your host, Mike. And I am Tim, a.k.a. It's Contagious. You know what's contagious nowadays, Tim? What's that? What's that, Mike? Um, getting good players. Getting good players? On the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, uh, Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry is contagious. Miles Garrett? Yeah, he's Joe Schobert? Yeah. Denzel Wood? All right, I'm throwing out here. I'm throwing out to you. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's contagious, but he's definitely dangerous. Dave Njoku. <laughs> Do we have enough catchphrases for the Browns? <laughs> Mitch up. All right. Um. Do you want to do a dog check before we start things off? No. No. no, no I don't no, think no. people know what the dog check is. You don't know what the dog check is? How do you I not know what the dog check I is? I know what the dog check is. I don't know if our listeners know what the dog check is. It's a dog check. You get a dog check. Dog check. It's not when you go to Hopkins and get your dog on the plane. You don't check your dog. <laughs> this is not what that is. What it is, is when you are proclaiming your Browns fandom. Or your weapon, Cleveland. Wherever the heck you are, you got to pound your chest. Or you got to make you gotta clap your hands and make some noise. And then you got to say, dog check. And then all your dogs, or Cleveland fans, dogs. up in the area who are Browns fans, dog check with y'all. And go, woof, woof. Or you go, or you go, dog check, and let people know what it's about. Is that the new Here We Go Bounties? Is that them you chanting? Oh, yeah. The, uh, I'm dog checking all, all year long, bro. In the stadium? All, all year on long. On the ramps? Yeah. On the way up to the... We dog checking forever. To the, to the Force Energy Stadium? Yeah, it's getting real aggressive real quick. I'm all about aggressive chants. Well, today was also opening day, but, uh, you know, OBJ stole that spotlight um, with the uh, the press conference. Are you mad about that? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I can't not wait. For, I can't all. wait for football to start. I think Paul Dolan's mad at it. Uh, I wouldn't know, because I don't like him. I don't pay attention to Dolan. <laughs> well, he did have some crap to say this past week, especially about talking about enjoying Lindor. Uh, you know his favorite, was crap. The, the best player on the Indians. Yeah, you know, the guy that we're not going to be able to retain because Paul we Dolan's too cheap. cheap. Yeah. Yeah, awful. Ridiculous. Um, so, Paul Dolan, uh, you should enjoy the attendance today. It was at about 34,000, uh, really close to capacity, because you're not going to get that attendance again till freaking May. Or most of the year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When it, it gets could be warmer, people come out. That's true. But right now, we're just in the, in the, in the opening days of the season, and it already looks really gross. It does. Our offense does not get, look good. You're going to have one zero games. The we Indians, have five starters that that have the, the ability or the potential to dominate a game at any, any point in the season, but we don't know what our, our lineup is. We have we have a DH who is a career what two ninety hitter, um, and and uh, Hanley Ramirez, and we have half our lineup is is uh, uh, triple triple A players. Yeah, they're mostly garbage. Um, uh, Tyler Aikman is not great. I don't know why he's on the team still. He's he's the worst. And there's a guy named Eric St- Statmetz. Eric somebody. St- Statmetz? Let's pull him up. Let's find him. He's not great. Eric Statmetz. Statmetz, not great. Statmetz. Who Who is an Eric Statmetz? Statmetz. Statmetz? <laughs> I, I don't care, honestly, because I don't know who the hell he is. I don't really want to know who he is because he's not good. That's that's really what it, what it comes down to. It just there's not a lot of hitting right now, and I'm very concerned about it. I think you're obviously gonna get better when Lindor comes back. He'll make everyone better, but for the meantime, the Indians' offense is gonna be rough. We're gonna try out to win games 2-0, 1-0. You know, you're gonna have to one have one little shining moment. Tito's gonna have to tighten up his his rotation, and when he pulls or doesn't pull 
uh, his starting pitcher. I thought I thought the first game against who was that Minnesota Twins. I thought Kluber had a great game, and then he left him in a little bit long. Then he had scored on, and then the game was his. I think he's had a tendency to do that, and I think he's got to really kind of keep an eye on that, kind of start feeling out when they start losing control of their pitches. And the margin of error is definitely smaller, so you're gonna have to, like you said, have a little quicker of a hook because when it comes down to it, you can't, you know, can't give up. You don't have the luxury of giving up two to three runs. You're going to be in a tight ball game almost always with this lineup at the moment. Yeah, you have to rely on, on Jose and, um, and Hanley. And if they don't do anything, then you, it's basically a wash. You're either going to be with no runs or no hits, or we're going to have one or two. Well, and we have to rely on, on the back one. You get Bauer, um, Turkey, Clover, or um, Bieber, and what's a oh, Clevenger. Yeah. To bail us out. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. I think that... By by about mid June, you'll know what you have, and you'll have to either make a trade with one of those pitchers to bring in some offense, or you're going to accept that you're going to be a mediocre offensive team all year, and you're going to you're probably, probably in the division below average, probably. But you, Clevenger is the fourth pitcher, and the dude just put up a dozen Ks today. I mean, the, he was he was yeah, we allowed him to hit. Yeah, he was dealing. No scores. Without the sleeves. Seven innings. You know you're a Cleveland pitcher when it's 38 degrees outside, and you're like, you know what? I don't even need sleeves. You don't need a mask. You don't need sleeves. I'm just going to come out here and deal and make it happen. I mean, he didn't get the decision, which is a bummer because we weren't getting any run support. But you get the win uh, for the team regardless, and, you know, he had a great day. So I think fans will recognize that that he, you know, he really kicked butt on opening day. So it's a real positive. Well, the ownership and also – Back to Dylan saying we need to trade for did some more offensive help. We were talked about in the offseason how oh the ownership did that we're not trading Kluber. So I think we're gonna, if we're going to trade one of the first two starting pitchers, it's going to be Bauer. Trade, they have no intention of trading Kluber at all. But yeah, I, I, I like our pitching. It's a little deep. Um, that is definitely one we'll be relying on all year. And our offense is going to be quite quite interesting here. Uh, we're going to have some hot days where we do a little streaky. But it's bet a lot of average to below average offense millions this year. Yeah, it's just gonna be a bummer. So what are you gonna do? I mean, it, it is what it is. We got the opening day win though, which feels good. Yeah, I love the opening day. I think opening day baseball is something pretty cool because as long as the season is opening, everyone gets ramped up for opening day, and then and then we don't go to the games till May, which is fine because there's no reason to support Paul Dolan. Anyways, and you have until September. Yes, because it's a long season. Anyways, that's going to wrap up our Indians portion because, really, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, Zimmer's hurt. He's he's getting to come back from that shoulder injury. He's about the eight-month mark. So they said like... eight to 12 months on that injury. So we're, we're going to they're gonna start testing it out and doing some stuff now, but we'll we'll, we'll see more about him. And I think Salazar's on the mound, too, throwing a little bit. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's get to the Browns because that's, that's what I really care about today, especially with OBJ being introduced. Big time stuff there. Doesn't quite feel real that you have OBJ. It's still setting in. It's still setting in. We, we, we're still kind of shocked a little bit. Can't believe we have such an, an immense, impactful player. Uh, one of the best wide receivers. One of the most skilled, skilled players in the game, in the position, on our team. In the, in the small market of Cleveland. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And I think when it'll start to sink in is once we start seeing them in like training camp. And you start seeing some of these highlights and these mini camps and things like that, where you're like, oh my goodness, 
That is Odell Beckham Jr., and he is catching everything. 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 He has amazing hands. He has that ridiculous stretch back catch. If you guys haven't seen it, go look it up. It's unbelievable. We'll put it in the link He's below. All, all the description. Stupid talented. He's unreal talented. And I, for all you Browns fans are like, oh, he's a diva. Shut up. Just, just shut up. I don't want to talk to you. Don't tell me about his his problems. The dude's ridiculously talented. Baker's got him. He's got his Jarvis connection. He had Eli Manning trying to throw to him for how many years? Whatever. The first man. five years of the career? Eli's, I'd be mad too. Eli's I'd be mad five too. Five years past his prime. He's five years past his Seven prime. Years. Unbelievable. No reason that Eli, you know, should have been his quarterback the last few years here. So he comes into Cleveland. You've got Jarvis and him who play together at LSU. A little tidbit from the press conference today is that Adam Henry, their wide receiver coach, who's also their coach at LSU, was part of the recruitment process to get both Jarvis and Odell. So they have this rich history all the way back from high school. So he knows exactly what's been going on with these two. This entire time. For like most of their adult life. And he said, you know, that there's definitely some pressure points that he can push. And he can definitely help elevate their and game. Know, and he knows how to reach him. He knows how to get to him. Same Absolutely. thing with Jarvis. He's so close to him. They're like basically best friends. He knows how to push him. He said those buttons. And they want they just want to make each other better. Uh, also in the press conference, we talked about since high school. Um, before they were professional, before they even before they even dreamed about all the money or the fame or the popularity or any of that, they just wanted it better. And they talked about legacy and gold jackets, um, and and winning. And obviously, that's part of getting to those those um, echelons. But those two are gonna have an insane connection. The both the ability um, to open. Their, their connection with uh, their history is Baker, what Freddie's going to do with them. Can I make a comparison real quick? Sure. Can I compare them to Dwayne Wade and LeBron James? No. Why not? You can do Tyler Irving and LeBron James. No, because Dwayne Wade and LeBron are like homies. They're like, they're, they're the best Actually, I, t- I, I take the bat. That is really good. You know why? Because LeBron um, is previously athletic, super skilled. His IQ is really high. And then Dwayne Wade is also up there, but he's not athletic. And you'd say OBJ is LeBron mm-hmm. to to Jarvis as Dwayne Wade. Right. I, because he's slower, he's not so fast, and he can't really do open. But when he gets the opportunities or he gets the ball, he's going to make the play. I love it so much. And if you think about some of the amazing plays LeBron had with Dwayne Wade down in Miami, okay, pump the brakes, guys. No, we didn't like him being down there. But think about how good they were together, and then think about how good Jarvis and, and, and OBJ are going to be together. It's going to be great. And... There's a whole locker room aspect of it, of those two being you know together leaders. and leaders. That is going to be amazing for the team. I think it's I think it's a great connection. And the whole tell... it's the being put in a system with enough everyone's going to hold, hold everyone else accountable. Jarvis going to do that for OBJ and vice versa. Freddie's going to do that to both of them. John Dorsey's going to do it to the entire to the entire locker room. It's all just kind of it's all just kind of threading threading through and kind of just weaving in. And locking in together, and we're starting to see that form a little bit. Especially uh, so as OBJ kind of kind of detoxes himself from that New York lifestyle and that culture, and just focuses on football. Like um, Larry Fitzgerald said, it's going to be a good place for him to be because it's not going to be a lot of distractions, which is perfect because he he cares about winning. Um, and Baker and this entire this culture is moving towards that. In this new Cleveland Browns organization, it's all about winning. Yeah, there's no egos. For anybody that thinks OBJ has an ego, they're wrong, and they need to do some more research. 
yeah, he's got some really great character stuff if you actually look into it. And you know, he's he's been that guy. And um, you talk to anybody close to him, anybody from New York. There's a few reporters from New York that he's he spent a lot of time with. Always talked to, to quite a bit. Um, that would vouch for him. And then obviously, um, Adam Henry, uh, his best, one of his best friends, and uh, Jarvis Landry. And then obviously the entire. Uh, Brown's front office uh, behind him as well. Yeah, you gotta be excited about. It. He had he had a really good quote today too. OBJ said a lot. Of this is quotes. he had a bunch of them. But <laughs> we didn't one of my right on off here. One of my favorite. I I really liked by him. He said, "This is the biggest blessing of my entire life." This might be. It's, it, oh, it, it could be. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, he said. Uh, he also said that uh, he spoke to LeBron. Yeah, he spoke to LeBron, and LeBron said he's gonna love Cleveland. That's and, so and good. He, said he he. he uh, he said uh, LeBron told him that he doesn't think he's, he's quite aware of what what's going to happen when the season starts. And when he saw it's absolutely ditty in the situation where the fans, all the, the Cleveland fans, showed just how amazing and fantastic they are. Yeah, we're, we're, we're insane They're not, they're not ready for us. We're insane Browns fans. We are you, thought, you thought the, the Bills Mafia was crazy. Wait till you see some Browns fans winning some games. And, I mean, we saw a little bit last year. Uh, Baker Mayfield was said he, he's been he's been he's been preaching and this and this pounding it down how he's not satisfied with what he did what we did last year and he's want to stop at that first rookie record of the touchdowns he wants to break more records he wants to win Super Bowls yeah um in in Cleveland and he said he wants to oh that's another thing Ob Obj said was another thing Obj said is he wants to do what LeBron did and bring the another championship to Cleveland. I love that. Baker also said that he's not satisfied with the one title that he he wants to win a Super Bowl, a Super Bowls. Period. I mean, plural. So I mean, that's that's big time stuff. And I think I think that feeds into this culture change that Baker and Jarvis worked on so much last year, and the continuation of that. Another thing in, from the press conferences today is Freddie Kitchens talked about the eye culture being the eye culture being very dangerous in sports and especially in football because it's it is the ultimate team game. And one of the things he said is we don't use I at all. It doesn't happen in our culture. It doesn't happen in our coaching staff. And it's not going to be how our players are going to act and, and react. In public, it's in always, private, inside the locker room, anything. It's always going to be a we. One and if they don't want to be on that we, they're not going to be in the locker one room. One collective unit. There's so, no st- I, I, uh, a few reporters uh, asked OBJ, uh, actually Baker, how is he going to manage keeping keeping OBJ, Jarvis, Najoku happy with my touches they did, uh, my intelligence they did. And he said, he just said, we don't have any selfless guys here. Uh, we play to win. And he, he basically, he said, he, he was made to enjoy. He, he said he, was closed, he can close his eyes, just toss it up, and one of them went to touch it. Referring to Jarvis or OBJ. Pretty much. And then he had some of that banter back and forth with uh, Jarvis and OBJ last time. Back and forth at the podium. And it was really funny this one time. We'll put this in the link below. But OBJ was looking at Jarvis, and he just had this huge smile on his face the entire time. And so Jarvis was talking, and he was looking at him like he was his true love. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) It's a great picture. I mean, OBJ has this unreal opportunity to play with a quarterback who is still getting better and is already a top 10 guy. He loves throwing the ball down the field with extreme accuracy. And OBJ is going to compliment Baker's game so much. And Jarvis and Higgins and Najoku because he's a downfield speedster. People forget about that. He When he catches the deep balls, he's the one that he, he uh, I think, third highest uh, percentage on taking that bat to the house. 
eight on one, one ball. If he catches it, he he's a he's the highest percent that he's gonna take that bat in the league. OBJ makes people miss. He he is on slants. He did he did a normal slant play and take it for seventy five. It's unreal. The last time we seen that, Josh Gordon, and we know he's a freak, but he just can't stay on the field. Right. But just think about it. we were hoping for for Gordon for years, and Dorsey's like, no, 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 no. no. Odell Beckham Jr. That's who you you really want, guys. Let's let's upgrade. Let me get an upgrade. Dog chat. Dog chat. Dog chat. Dog chat. Dog chat. I think it was really annoying really quickly. No, because as soon as we hit the season, it's going to be great. So I'm saying so people are going to be annoyed because we're going to say it constantly. People outside of Cleveland will be annoyed. And the AFC, AFC North will be annoyed. Like Ben. Big Ben. Or... James Conner. Or Jim Harbaugh. Or Lamar Jackson. Also, Jim Harbaugh openly admitted the Browns are more talented. Yep. He said, he said, we'll he see. He said, yeah, they're the, they're the most talented. He said, we'll see what the records are like at the end. But he says that our roster is better. He basically gave the shrug, and he was like, all right, eh. we're, we're not going to win the division. And eh, we'll go for the wild if card. You're, if you're Lamar Jackson, what do you think about that? He's fired up, but he's also a little bit upset, because now he realizes he had to run for 500 yards a game in order to get the win. And their defense is nowhere near as good as it was. I, yeah, it, it's either the same or worse. They picked up. They did pick up um, Earl Thomas, but yeah, Earl Thomas is nasty. And but, uh, they picked up a wide receiver. Why is that? Um, I don't know. They they didn't get. They picked up. Oh, they picked up Mark Ingram. Yes, they got Mark Ingram, and they, it makes them better. Bid Tubby, Bid Tubby, Mark Ingram. They are going all in on the running game. It is nineteen eighty, and the Ravens are reinventing things. Hey. uh... Opponent, oh, 2019 opponents of the Baltimore Ravens put eight or nine, ten people in the box because all they're gonna be doing is running. They, I think they they were the second or first highest or, or the most attempts last year, and they're just they're only just compounding and building towards that same goal of, of running the ball. We know running quarterbacks are not sustainable. It's proven. Oh, wait, time all, and time all three has been consistent and amazing for the last decade. <laughs> no, he played two and a half seasons, and that was all he had. No, you can't have a running quarterback that's sustainable. Wait, 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 wait. Troy Smith. Troy Smith. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Caldell Jones. Where you at, buddy? <laughs> what about Colin Kaepernick? Didn't he run for Johnny Man- Johnny Manziel? Yeah, he ran for well, a long yeah, time, too. Yeah. Running quarterbacks don't Speaking last. Speaking of which, I saw Trent Richardson the other day in the in the AAF. AAF. Um, and yeah, he, he was like tearing it up until he had no ball security and this gave away the game. It yeah. sounds like Trent Richardson to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that and no uh, ball Taylor vision. Okay, back to Baltimore real quick. The um, Baltimore Ravens social accounts uh, posted a couple, like, highlight of, like, of them working out in the offseason. And, like, Lamar Jackson, like, passing the ball. Like, five but, yards. But no completions. <laughs> oh, this is top. Those are like, highlights in the And the end. And then, like, like ball out of his hand, comes close to the guy. Video ends. Like you know, he didn't catch the ball. Like it wasn't the, um, it wasn't a good a good pass. He didn't have any arm strength. He's not very good. He's a good runner. He's really big eyes. Yeah, he's got big eyes and he's a good runner. Yeah. The two qualities you look for in a starting quarterback for your yeah. franchise for the next ten years. Yeah. Typically, my idea of a franchise quarterback is someone who thinks he's a running back. Yeah, or a wild a wildcat like Josh Gibbs-Tenner. Hybrid. The Wildcat doesn't work anymore. It's garbage. Um, unless you're Philly. No. No, no. 
No, who does it? Miami? Miami does a Miami. bunch of weird yep. stuff. Yep, Miami with, uh, with Drake and all that. They're fast, though. Yes. Penny King and Drake is so stupid so fast. fast. Holy crap. Uh, Lamar Miller. No, he's gone. No. They're, um, they're crazy, though. But back to uh, OBJ a little bit. One of the things I also liked, along with the whole... Uh, him and Jovis have been talking about legacy and Joe Jackson's been getting the Hall of Fame and leaving behind. That's something that, that can be looked upon from generations uh, moving forward. And say this day, April 1st, 2019, is going to be more was it legendary, no, iconic, than we realize right now. Could be. And was like, oh, start of a destiny? Oh, dynasty? Like, dynamic. It is the start of a destiny. <laughs> <laughs> dynamic, dynamic duo, dynamic offense. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. It, it, it'll it all start clicking together once we start seeing... It's not meshing. That's what it's doing right now. The training camp. We got, we got some offensive line help. We got some tight end help. We, we secured uh, our running backs with uh, Duke and uh, Duke Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Wait, have we talked about that yet? Uh, no, we haven't talked about Duke yet. Duke, by the way, was like, you know what? I don't care about OBJ. I want out of here. He wants some touches. He thinks he's good enough. He's in the he same boat as Perryman. He's like, well, I mean, I don't want to be part of, you know, Super Bowl kind of ride. Kind of like Josh Gordon. He's like, you know what? I, I would love to be at play along, but, you know, I need, I need to smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not smoking weed, but Duke is definitely ultra-talented. But it's very weird that he'd ask for a trade because Kareem's out the first eight games. So you don't think you'd play, like, eight games and then be like, all right, it's me and Chubb. Then Kareem comes back. Maybe he'll play. Like maybe I'll he'll also get touches. Or does he think he's gonna fall off the wagon come the ninth game? He might. I I think he I think he has an idea of what John Dorsey is doing, planning in his head. I don't think he's part of that picture, that part of that that future plan that he's he's, well, he's creating. He's also one of the former regime's guys. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of which, we traded Emmanuel Adba. Yeah, that was a good got trade. Got some safety help, which is yeah. good. Yeah, Adba. Always underperformed. He didn't have a consistent move. Well, he'd always been injured, too. Yeah, he just... He, he was... I was hoping he'd be more than he was. Like, he seemed like he had the the, the athletic ability, but it never came to, like, fruition. He, yeah, he never just put the piece together. But that... Another guy from the 2016 draft is gone. Um, you want to list a bunch of... The, I'm going to list a bunch of these scrubs. You tell me if they're good or not. Uh, I think there's only a few, maybe. Uh, is a game? Good or not? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's make it a game. All right. Yeah. One time. All right. Uh, first round pick, uh, Corey Coleman. Trash. He's not good. I don't care about his, his shoe collection on hard knocks. Not good. Call NASA. Uh, he's okay. He's a rotational player that may still stay in the NFL. He had a good season last year, and his stats look higher than they were, only because he sacked the Browns like three times. And his financial advice is questionable. <laughs> it is. Uh, Sean Coleman. Um, no, he's not very big, good. Big, giant guy who, who has no IQ. Uh, Dale Kendon. He's no longer on the Browns because we he's pretty mediocre. released him. There's definitely some plays out there where he doesn't show up great on film. I know Jake Burns highlighted one where he was just standing there in the end zone like, duh. Well, yeah, him and Jamie Collins are one of those, two of those players that just didn't give 100% effort all the time. Um, that's not what you want on the football team. It's something when you kind of change the culture. Um, I think um, Derek Hunter was one of those players um, in the Greg Williams defense where everyone thought he was good, and he wasn't. I was I was preaching it and yelling about it all year. And then, oh, the defense is great. It was freaking 20, uh, 27th? 29th. It's not, it wasn't good. Ranked I'm defense very happy in the league. That Derek, that um, Williams, Greg Williams is no longer here. Yep, and we're getting rid of all his crappy players. Yep. I mean, 
Peppers wasn't bad. I liked him. He had potential. Greg Williams didn't utilize him correctly, but we used him to get OBJ, which obviously I'm happy about. Uh, moving on, uh, Jordan Payton, wide receiver, end of the the rotational, uh, whatever. One of those players that like uh, Saucy Brown was like, all right, quantity over quality, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that Sashi is somebody for you. Yeah, I mean, if you were still there, I think I mentioned in the past, but we had like twenty five pets in this draft. We, have uh, so we want many all picks. of them. You know, we just we place half of our team with rookies who don't know how to play, play in the NFL. Sashi confused the NFL with. Poker, with poker. He was like, if I amass more picks, then I win. No, no, no. You still have to play the game, Sasha. <laughs> That's chips, not pits. Come on. Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, Spencer Drango. It's a giant freaky. I think you, I would compare him to like the mountain in uh, He's the a game big of guy. Thrones. He's a big guy, but we don't need that for Baker, who's six foot tall. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he'd be better fit in Philly, in that giant line. Uh, Trey Caldwell, who was, I thought was undrafted, but I guess he was drafted. Uh, and Scooby White, I liked him. He was good. Like you didn't like feels, him. You liked good, his name. <laughs> good feel story, but he wasn't good. I liked his name, Scooby. I liked it too. He's very. Uh, and then Cody Kessler, you know, Cody is, freaking Kessler is basically this the 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 Chase Keenum sized Blake Bortles. He's not great. I don't want to talk anymore. No, he's, ba- he's basically Case Keenum. He's not good. under Case Keenum. I'll give you the not good on that one. Emmanuel Adba, who was also about not that good. Yep. Uh, Seth the Valve, which I liked, but he's a past regime guy. He's on the bubble. He's chilling. Yeah, and then Joe Schobert's still here. Yeah, we 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 signed a, a well, tight end from like Kansas City. Show's awesome. Uh, and then Joe Schobert, who was Pro Bowl in seventeen and eighteen. And then we got rid of Ricardo Lewis. Yeah, no longer here. And well, he, he he had a bit injury last year, ACL, MCL, meniscus. He's a well, back. He's, something a, like he's that. a back of the end guy. Don't let's not let's not cry some he, tears for Ricardo Lewis. No, he, he was a potential guy. Which if he got to play last year, he might have been able to be a fit or or got lost his spot this year. But since he lost that time, he's gonna get a chance to loss. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going uh, to then with Sean Higgins, we just we, we just signed him. Yes, we don't know what we, we signed him to, but he tweeted out he's back in Cleveland and he's gonna be an incredible. Oh, the third or fourth receiver on a team. I really like Incredible that. Incredible depth now that we have OBJ. And I said, I can't stress it enough, and Jarvis can go back to his his former second wide receiver number two spot, which he's more comfortable in, which he can play off OBJ. And then the JoJo's going to feed off all you're that. Not even so do is that, though. Higgins. You're going to have... No, listen, you're going to have... OBJ's your, your wide receiver. Number one. You're going to have Corey Coleman... Nicole? No. I'm an idiot. What's his what the hell's his name, man? Antonio Callaway. Antonio Callaway, oh my god. Uh, we do not hey, uh breaking news guys. We do not have Cole Coleman. Thank goodness. John no, Dor- John Dorsey, thank you. I just said you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate I, you. I apologize. We do Antonio not have that Callaway on our team. So it's gonna be OBJ and Antonio Callaway and then Jarvis will work the slot. Sure. And then you have Higgins as a, as your as your fourth guy. Or awesome. if Antonio Callaway is has inconsistency issue, inconsistency issues like he did last year, maybe Higgins will jump Antonio. He'll be fine. I'm not even worried about it. It's gonna be great. You see what um, he played seventy five percent of the snaps last year. You know that, right? Yeah, he played he, a lot. Played a lot of snaps. We need, he needed to. Yeah, but who? He's gonna work, 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 work. Chad Johnson uh, tweeted out. I, I I stumbled upon it. He said he said AB or oh, Antonio Brown OBJ. And who was all the highest Julio. paid? Julio. Were the highest paid uh, receivers uh, at the time of, of signing. He said, save the screenshot or whatever. Antonio Callaway is going to be the Nets' highest paid receiver. 
if you guys didn't know about it, he's been working out with Chad Johnson and Tony Calloway. Um, so it's it. high praise for his boy, but still something to look out for. Yeah, um, I like it a lot. As long as we're on the hype train, doll check. Doll check? Keep that in mind. So if he comes out and is, and is cracking skulls and just leaking out of the 75-yard bombs that are actually meant to be accurate, shout out to Tyler Taylor, who just threw up a, a player against the Saints. No one day. He's kind of, he somehow he's busted out a a three three or four three th- uh four four two forty and it somehow got onto it. You guys remember? Okay, that. if you remember that, Tyra Taylor. I don't even think he, he lost I don't up even a think player. he knew where Callaway was. He didn't. I thought he. I thought he just. He just saw that we needed a, a touchdown. Well, okay, he immediately. He okay, it. well he hiked the ball and immediately lost the pocket. That that's true. That, as, that's as, what as he does. As, yep. he does. as he as Tyler Taylor does. And he just ran around for a little bit. Um, he saw probably what was it? Don't forget Cameron Wake or something like that. Jordan it's Cameron. Jordan Cameron. That's who I'm thinking of. Coming, um, coming at him, ready to kill. And him. he's like, all right. So he, I think he covered his eyes and then just like chucked the ball <laughs> over his shoulder because he has no technique whatsoever on on, on throwing the ball. And then Tony Callaway basically just forgot about everything else. On the planet, and just trapped the ball, and somehow came up with it. Well, he ran his butt off and ended up with the, the catch. It was amazing. I uh, don't forget though, Browns fans, that was the the catch that you guys used to justify Tyra Taylor for the next two and a half, three weeks, or whatever, <laughs> as as the reason why he should be keep playing. So you should thank all you Tyrod apologists and all you crankety, crotchety old men who want to tell me that you have to oh. sit a rookie for a year. Old women, super wrong. Super wrong. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you how wrong you were, but it's okay. It was Ledshot a man. You you're wrong. Ledshot Patty Mahomes. Ledshot Baker. You know, Aaron. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't. You don't sit the guy who is more talented. You play the guy who's more talented. Stop trying to put guys on training wheels. We're past that, but just remember that was the game that y'all justified your playing of Tyrod Taylor. So we, we <laughs> moving do- on. No, hold on. Before we did that, I I. I Every time we bring up Tyler Taylor, I have to bring it up, and I feel it's necessary. After, after was it week three in preseason? A real tough preseason game. Yeah, oh yeah, it was a nail biter. Uh, really, really stressful. Uh, we're playing the Detroit Lions. First half, obviously, he had to start because uh, he was a starter. Looked bad. Few that. Um, after the game, he said he had trouble reading the defense, the vanilla defense that at coordinators besides. George Williams, by the way, um, <laughs> put out there during the preseason not to show what their scheme is. They play base defense. If you didn't bro, know, if you didn't know, Baker Mayfield led them up like twenty-seven. Yeah, they they played really well, but um, that's the same game. But freaking Tyrod was awful because he couldn't read the defense. Oh my gosh! And we saw that all year. Thanks for bringing that up to me. Um, I I thought it was I a really good appreciate point. that. I, I, I hope most. all your listeners appreciate it as well. I I, I certainly did. They really, really kept me locked in on my love for Tyrod Taylor. Oh, yeah. So, dog check. All right, we're done. All right, I think we're done. I think we're done. Well, we do appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. We have a ton of fun recording it. We are Cleveland through and through. Fanatics. Yeah, we're Cleveland through and through. No, that's not what you want. People say We are Cleveland through and through, and we are ecstatic that this is what the Browns are looking like and we can't wait till the season starts. So definitely if you like the podcast, share it with a friend, subscribe through your favorite podcast app, and then give us a five-star review 
a positive five-star review. That really helped. And then definitely follow us on social media because we're a lot of fun on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear, what you'd like to hear, um, if there's anything, topics or anything specifically you want us to get into, or any questions we ha- you you have. But yeah, just make sure you follow us. Thank you for listening. Yeah, dot check. Dot check? If you ever just stumbled or stumble in, in the episode, just dot check. Just dot check. That's a new thing. It's a dot check. <laughs> whenever, um, whenever I'm having a, a train of thought, we're gonna, we're gonna come out with a new, uh, we're gonna make a new episode on Wednesday here. Uh, come out Thursday morning. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more Indians, talk, wrap up with Cavs season, uh, what to expect during the off season, that kind of stuff. Dive a little bit more deeper into that. Zion sweepstakes are coming around the corner. Around the corner. Can I buy a ticket? For what? A lottery. He's ticket. out. He's out of the the March Madness budget. Can I buy a lottery ticket? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, I want to buy a, 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 one Zion ticket. And please. well, cross the fingers. Hold a hand. I'll, I'll, I will hold, I mean, I will get in the soldier and hold, hold each other, everyone's hand if it means we get Zion. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's, um, that, that defies my masculinity at all. No, you can hold hands with, with other, other fans. No. Especially if it's for the one common goal to a freak of nature in Zion Williamson. <laughs> it's the one common goal. We want a freak of nature. We have this episode coming out on Thursday. Definitely check it out if you're about the Cavs or the Indians or about Cleveland sports because we're going to have all we'll the fun. We're probably going to talk about Bonds, too. Yeah, we're going to have all the fun. Also, it's, like, it's probably going to slip in. We'll probably say dog check. We'll dog check. We'll, we'll dog check. It'll be great. So, just remember, everybody, in Cleveland, everything is earned. Bow. 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 Dog check. Dog check. Dog check. Dog check. Dog check.